Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast where we remember and celebrate all things and everything classic TV. Today, I want to take a look at Three's Company, but not the entire show because we already did that back in March. Uh, We got together and we did a really lengthy, detailed episode about the history of Three's Company. As a matter of fact, I think the episode is a little bit too long. I think it gets kind of boring in parts. But if you like to listen to it, it's available. Just sc- scroll through all of our past episodes and you'll find it. We did it back in March to commemorate the 45th anniversary of the show's debut over on ABC. It's in two parts because we were talking so much, or I was talking so much, we, we put so much into it until we ran out of space and we had to finish it up in yet another um episode. So (laughs) that just shows how much we put into that. But uh, today we want to just look specifically at the character of Chrissy Snow. Not really, you know, Suzanne Summers, Chrissy, but the inception of that character, because I was doing a little bit of goofing off and online and, and I don't know how I ran across it. I'm always running across stuff just unexpectedly. It's, it's great. But I found out some things about the casting of Chrissy that I never knew before. And so that's what we want to talk about today, the inception and the development of that character and exactly what went on behind the scenes, because that was the most difficult character to cast when Three's Company was in its inception era. Now, John Ritter was always going to be Jack or David Bell because in the pilot, and that's what we're going to get, that's what we want to get off into quickly right now, the pilot. The very first pilot, which was filmed in 1975, and it aired in 19... Actually, it was taped in 1976. It was never aired, so let me backtrack and get my facts straight. Um, It was taped in March of 1976. Again, it never made it to air. It uh, is... I've seen it on YouTube. It might still be there. Hopefully it is. But I think it was cast in 1975. And, uh, of course, John Ritter was David Bell. David Bell was an aspiring filmmaker who also happened to be a really great cook. So John Ritter was on board from the very beginning to be in that show, Three's Company. Um, Now, the female brunette in the pilot was portrayed by... Uh, Valerie Curtin, cousin of Jane Curtin, best known for Starry Night Live, Kate and Alley, Third Rock from the Sun. I never knew they were cousins. Never even thought about the last name being the same. And I found out the other night that they were, that they are in fact cousins. She portrayed Jenny. Jenny worked at the DMV and she was, of course, you know, the dark haired roommate while the blonde was portrayed by Suzanne, interestingly enough, her name also was Suzanne, Suzanne Zenor, Z-E-N-O-R. She portrayed Samantha. Samantha was an aspiring actress. This pilot was actually written by Masha's Larry Gelbart. He wrote the first pilot. Now, he wasn't interested initially. He was busy with MASH. MASH was on such of a sophisticated level. There was such realism within MASH that he wasn't interested in trying to do anything like Three's Company. 
But as the favorite is Fred Silverman, ABC's president at the time, who was really pushing this show because he knew it was going to be a hit. I mean, in the beginning, yes, there was a lot of opposition. I mean, the networks didn't want to touch it. They thought it was controversial. It was scandalous. You know, a guy living with two women. I mean, no, there's just, that's just not happening. That's, we can't do that. We can't put that on TV. Um, so, you know, no one wanted to deal with it, but Silverman was the exception. He knew what the show had to offer. He knew it was going to be a success and he was on board from the beginning. So as the favorite of Silverman, Larry Gelbart wrote the first pilot to Three's Company. Now, the pilot, I have not seen it in its entirety. I've only seen bits and pieces of it. I've yet to watch it from start to finish. But from what I have read and understand, this pilot was pretty mature. It was, and this is not, you know, any kind of a put down, but the threes company that we all know and love is basically about constant misunderstandings and innuendo. And Larry Gelbart's pilot was nothing like that. It was on a more... It was, it was funny, like MASH was funny, but there was a maturity there that, you know, we didn't see in the finished product of the show. So this, this pilot, again, it was taped in March of 76, and it was pretty much put on the shelf because ABC passed on it. They were pretty much like, well, we have other TV shows that we want to bring on the air first, and the funny thing is that none of them lasted. Uh, like yo was was it called Neo and Holmes, uh, Mr. T and Tina. Um, there was another show that Nancy Walker was on. Can't think of the name of it. None of these shows were successful. They lasted less than a season. So Three's Company is interesting that they decided to hold back on that. And the ones that they did release on the fall schedule, the sitcoms that is, they all bombed. So anyway, this was put on the shelf. And they didn't do anything with it. And then somewhere in the middle of it all, CBS wanted to go ahead and, you know, air the show. They were going to air it in February of 1977 as a mid-season replacement. Because they got interested. They heard about it. They knew about Gail Bart's involvement in it. And then they wanted it. But um, CBS, NBC, NBC, oh my gosh, (laughs) ABC decided that they wanted to go ahead and they wanted to shoot a brand new pilot and they wanted to go ahead and, you know, keep it for themselves. Uh, But um, anyway, the very first, of course, you know, she wasn't Chrissy, she was Samantha, but she was the first blonde roommate. Now, she went on to be on Days of Our Lives when this pilot was shelved and they decided to shoot a second pilot with a different cast, with different girls, because they wanted to keep John Ritter, which they did. They also kept Norman Fell and Audra Lindley as the Ropers, but they wanted new female roommates. So when that happened, uh, Suzanne went on to be in Days of Our Lives she portrayed Margot Alderman from 1977 to 1980. Now, not really familiar with anything of what else she did after her time on Days of Our Lives. I looked her up. I didn't really see any other details about her unless maybe I overlooked something, but I don't think that I did. 
but um, she did go on to be in, uh, have a career in daytime television. I think she did some other daytime television work as well, but that's pretty much what she decided to do. That's what she went off into after they decided to recast, uh, you know, the blonde in Three's Company. Now, this is what I did not know until just the other night. This totally caught me by surprise and threw me for a loop. Of course, they cast Joyce DeWitt as the new brunette roommate, Janet Wood. They changed the names of the three roommates. John Ridd was no longer going to be, uh, be portraying David Bell. He was going to be portraying Jack Tripper. And of course, the brunette was no longer Jenny. She was Janet. The blonde was no longer Samantha, but she was Chrissy. So to portray the part of Chrissy, they got for uh, that role, Denise Gallick, G-A-L-I-K. This I never knew before. I didn't know anything about them casting her as Chrissy. I thought that Susan Lanier was cast as Chrissy, but I never knew about Denise. Now, a little backstory on Denise Gallick. Denise Gallick, I remember seeing her. First of all, I had to look her up because I just didn't, I didn't remember the name. I said, well, let me look her up. And then as soon as I began to look her up, then of course, I remembered seeing her on TV before. Now in 1975, she was in an, a second season episode of Rhoda. If you've seen Rhoda before, you remember the episode where Brenda decides to get a roommate. And she moves in this really pretty hot blonde named Heather, who's also very self-absorbed and uh, very full of herself. You know, she knows that she's pretty. And of course, she gets the hots for Rhoda's husband, Joe. Not a very likable character whatsoever, but yes, she was a very pretty girl. That was Denise Gallick. Denise Gallick also appeared in two season three episodes of Welcome Back, Cotter. She was the art teacher. In the first episode she that she was in, she was in love with Mr. Cotter. And then in the second episode that she appeared in, she was um, having to... Remember the episode where Epstein drew a mural on the school and the face was of Mrs. Cotter? Well, she, of course, was the one who had to judge Epstein's drawing and who had to decide whether it was art or whether it was something dirty. And of course, in the end, and I totally agree with that, it was deemed to have been artistic. And Epstein got a B, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that was Denise Gallick, and she was supposed to be Chrissy Snow from the very beginning. She also was an episode of Charlie's Angels from season two as well. It was an episode where, um, I can't think of the name of it, but it was like a later, latter episode of season two, and she was in that as well. Very pretty girl. Would have been really good in the role of Chrissy, but I found out that for no explanation, no reasoning whatsoever, a few days before the pilot was set to be shot, she was fired. She was actually fired over the loudspeaker on the set. No reason. No one knows why that happened. I mean, Chris Mann might know. Chris Mann is the author of the fantastic book, Come and Knock on Our Door. So he might know. But then again, maybe he doesn't know either. I'm not sure. I need to actually look through that book and see if he has any details about Denise Gallick. But I was very, very surprised to find out that she was fired for no reason. And then just so suddenly and so unceremoniously. Speaking of this new pilot, 
um, ABC, some kind of way, uh, they got away from the Larry Gelbart pilot, the one that he wrote, and they decided to bring on board the producers known as NRW, which stood for Don Nickel, Michael, quote unquote, Mickey Ross, and Bernie West. Now, they produced the Jeffersons as well. They were their producers also. So they decided to bring them on board to write the new pilot for Three's Company. And they decided to, that's where the whole um, innuendo came in and all of the constant misunderstandings was according to Joyce DeWitt. She was excited to do the Gelbart pilot because it had a level of more depth. And she felt that, and this is an interview that I read that she did in the magazine. There's an online magazine. It's titled Retrofan. Now, you can subscribe to it. Um, you can subscri- subscribe to it. Um, and, you know, there are different, like, prices that you can, you know, for subscription prices, you know, um, what I'm trying to say is there are different subscription prices you could partake of, but, um, it's a really good magazine. I found a lot of this stuff because there was a great article written by Chris Mann in Retrofan Magazine about all of this. And then later on, there was an interview with John Ritter's first wife, Nancy. Um, now, I saw all of this, read it all on Google Books, but you know how Google Books can be? Google Books can cut off. All of a sudden, you can't get like the rest of the article or the rest of the book. And I got to read his entire interview, his entire article, rather, which was fabulous. Highly recommend going over to Google and looking that up. Go to Google Books and type in Retrofan 3's company. It should come up. It's a great article that he wrote. Um, of course, Nancy's interview was cut short, so I didn't get to finish it. I got to read, I guess, probably 70, maybe 80%. But um, yeah, Joyce DeWitt said that she really did like the original script for 3's company. She felt that the one that the way that uh, NRW decided to take over and the way that they pretty much turned it all around was something that she wasn't too excited about because this is what she said. She said it was basically like she felt like that she was Jane Russell and she was talking to Marilyn Monroe. And of course, that meant that. You know, this had been done before already, been seen and done before. Jane Russell, Marilyn Monroe, that reference is to the film they did together, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, which was released in 1953. Great movie. But yeah, it is a lot like, you know, you look at that movie, it is like Janet and Chrissy in the 50s, to be honest with you. So I had thought of it from that perspective, but she was right. It definitely was like Jane Russell and Marilyn Monroe. And so she, of course, decided to stick with the show. But, you know, she wasn't too, you know, happy about the change in writing. And I totally get her perspective on that. Now, of course, Three's Company was great. I love Three's Company. Can't tell you how much I love that show. More on that later. But I do wonder how it would have been had uh, Larry Gelbart stayed in control of the writing and of the scripts. Um, but anyway, NRW got involved in it and they're the ones who turned it into a complete farce and it became the threes company that we all know and love today. So anyway, of course, as I said, Joyce DeWitt, of course, cast as Janet. Now to be cast as Chrissy this go around after the departure of, uh, the very sudden and unceremonious departure of Denise Gallick, Susan Lanier was cast as Chrissy. Susan Lanier was known, best known for being Bambi over on Welcome Back Cotter. 
Bambi, of course, really hot, cute blonde. And that was the part that she was best known for at the time. She'd done other work as well within episodic television. But that was the part that she was best known for as of 1976. And she's still known as being Bambi even today. Um, The new pilot was shot in November of 1976. And, of course, uh, the pilot was originally not the pilot that we all know where Jack, you know, they find Jack in the bathtub and, and you know, Eleanor just moved out. And then, you know, he they the girls ask him to move in and all that. That wasn't the original pilot. The original pilot, when they had Susan Lanier on board, was the second episode and Mother Makes Four. That was the episode when Chrissy's mother pops up unexpectedly and visits. That was the original pilot for Three's Company. That was what they taped in November of 76. I saw part of this pilot over on the Internet Movie Database website. Uh, I don't think the whole thing is over there. I need to check again, but I did see part of it. It's interesting to see Susan Lanier as Chrissy. Very different experience to see that the theme song was a little bit different it was the same melody but there were no words it was all basically like do 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 you know no lyrics to it no one doing any singing and um it was cute honestly very cute like the threes company that came into being you know later on it was really good and of course it was all set to go ahead and you know be a mid-season replacement it was going to make its debut in march of 1977 But there was one problem. Fred Silverman did not like Susan Lanier. Don't know why. That remains unknown to this very day. But he did not like her in the part of Chrissy. So he wanted her replaced. She called Joyce DeWitt and told her that, you know, she had been relieved from the show. And, of course, again, he just didn't care for her. Not really sure as to why that was. But, uh, yeah, so all of a sudden, you know, there was yet another hunt for another blonde roommate. So they had already tested over 200 girls, and they were still looking for the right blonde, the right actress to be Chrissy. So all of a sudden, Fred Silverman is, you know, there's a panic going on kind of in a way to a certain extent. And then he ends up running across an, an old episode of Starsky and Hutch, the very first episode, and he sees Suzanne Summers. Suzanne Summers was in that episode. I think she played a hooker. Either she was a hooker, I haven't seen it in a long time. She was either a hooker, a hooker or else she was just like really spaced out. I don't remember. She was spaced out whether she played a hooker or not. And so he thought that she would be the perfect Chrissy for Three's Company. He also went and looked at some old Tonight Show tapes of her because she'd been on the Tonight Show a couple of times with Johnny Carson. And so he was all like, well, why was she passed over? Why was this girl not given the part? She could play the part. So he decided that he wanted to put in Suzanne Summers to be the part of Chrissy. Now, going back to the original pilot, the first pilot... The show was actually, the setting was not in Santa Monica. It was in North Hollywood, probably because David was going, he was an aspiring filmmaker, filmmaker while Samantha was an aspiring actress. So I guess it made sense that they would be in North Hollywood. But when Nichols and 
Ross and Wes took over, or Nicole, rather, no S. Um, they moved the setting to Santa Monica, which, of course, we all, you know, that's what we all know about, you know, today. And as a matter of fact, on a personal note, when I was last in California, my family and I, um, we went to Santa Monica, we went to the pier, and it was great. It was just like being in an episode three's company, we went to Venice, we went over to Venice Beach. That was the beach that John Ritter was on when he fell off the bike in the opening credits. It was Venice Venice Beach, if I can get my tongue to cooperate. Um, so yeah, that's where that took place. It was so much fun to go and see all of those spots where, you know, they did all these outside shots. It was just great to be in Santa Monica and just to think of Three's Company. Um, But uh, anyway, more on my personal feelings about Three's Company a little bit. So anyway, Suzanne Summers was brought in, and she, of course, was cast as Chrissy Snow. Now, as for Susan Lanier, well, first of all, Susan Lanier um, had done episodic television, as I said, prior to Welcome Back, Cotter, and after she was dismissed as Chrissy. Funny thing is that she mentioned in an interview, I I looked her up, there was an interview that she did back in 2013. She said, first of all, that Chrissy didn't have a last name initially, that she gave the character Chrissy the last name Snow. Don't know if that's true or not. Could be, but I thought that was interesting to find out that she named the last name of Chrissy. She's the one who came up with the name Snow. Also, um... In one interview, the one that she did in 2013, she basically said that she was fine with not being cast as Chrissy, having been relieved from doing Three's Company, having been relieved from the show. She said that um, her first love was always Broadway and that she was tapped, had the opportunity to do a Broadway show during that same time. So she didn't mind missing out on playing Chrissy that she wanted to go and do the Broadway show anyway, because as I said, that was her first love. But there was another interview that Susan Lanier did. I'm not sure of the year, but in this other interview, she said that not being cast as Chrissy was a big regret of hers, of not, not, of not being able to continue, rather, as Chrissy was a big regret of hers. Which is true, maybe they're both true, not sure. But um, she said that she never cared also in the same interview in 2012, 2013, rather. Uh, Susan Lanier said that she really didn't care for Three's Company. She never loved the show, not even the pilot that she did. She just didn't really like the show very much. And um, she felt that the show was not the same after Chrissy left. She thought that the uh, replacements for Chrissy were, you know, pretty, quote unquote, lame. Don't agree with that either, but again, we're all entitled to her own opinions. But um, in addition to Welcome Back, Connor, as I said, she was also in an episode of Alice in its first season. She was also on Electra Woman and Dinah Girl, Police Woman, It Is Enough, and Switch. Now, Susan Lanier, definitely not hurting at all by the fact that she was let go from Three's Company. She's still acting today. As a matter of fact, she recently did a movie that's in post-production, will be released next year. I can't think of the name of the movie, but again, she's still acting and she also has been a photographer. She also had her own country blues band and she's also a songwriter. So she definitely has a very 
thorough resume. She's very, you know, talented. She had a lot of entertainment um, experience and a lot of uh, film work and TV work and music work under her belt. So good for her. Good for both. As for Denise Gallick, back to her after she was fired from being Chrissy. She, of course, continued in episodic television. As a matter of fact, she too, like Suzanne Zinner, who portrayed Samantha in the first pilot, Denise Gallick also went into the soap opera world. She actually was um, on General Hospital for several years. And she also was in its spinoff, Port Charles. Port Charles, of course, was a spinoff of um, uh, General Hospital. She was in on General Hospital from 1989 to 1993. And she was on Port Charles from 1997 to 2001. Now, I didn't see any other acting credits for her after 2001. But she was also in Knott's Landing over the years. She was in Knott's Landing. Flamingo Road, another nighttime soap opera, which aired on NBC. She was in Magnum P.I. She was also on The A-Team, and she too was on Days of Our Lives, just like Suzanne Zenor. So she too went over into the soap opera world. Of course, Suzanne Summers, as we all know, she got cast as Chrissy Snow. They redid the pilot. They reshot it in late January of 1977. That's a pilot that we all know and love. The show made its debut March the 15th, right before 8 is Enough. And the rest, as they say, is history. I do wonder, though, I must admit, because for those of you who are not aware, Suzanne ended up, and I'm not going to go all off into it because it's in the episode that we did back in March anyway. Um, and of course, I think most fans of Three's Company know all about what happened later on in the fifth season at the beginning of season five, the 1980-81 season, where Suzanne ended up, long story short, was fired from the show. Um, I do wonder, had one of these other three actresses remained in that role as the blonde roommate, would the same thing have happened? Maybe. Then again, they might have been on the show for the entire eight seasons. We'll never know. But when I was reading all this and finding all this out, that was one of the first things that popped into my mind. Would they have been fired from the show like Suzanne was? Would all of the ugly negative fallout that went on in season five, would any of that have ever happened? Or would they just stayed on the show and it just stayed Jack, Jan, and Chrissy all the way until it ended? And speaking of that article on the retro fan uh, in Retro Fan Magazine, It goes very, very deep into just how ugly all of that was with Suzanne when she wanted a pay raise and she didn't get the raise and all of that. It was just really, I would highly recommend going looking at that article that Chris Mann wrote because, I mean, it really went a lot deeper than I ever knew. Of course, it's in Chris Mann's book, Come and Knock on Our Door as well, very, very detailed and laid out. Very, very, very specific, uh, specifically documented. But the Retro Fan article was just something that really just added to his book. A lot of hurt feelings, a lot of pain for John Ritter, Joyce DeWitt, and for Suzanne. So uh, definitely go and look that up over on Google Books and read that. And of course, read Chris Mann's book. You'll get to find it all out uh, in detail. Um, of course, as we all know, Suzanne's career has thrived since Three's Company, 
But I tell you, one thing I admire about her is that she has not forgotten her Three's Company roots. You know, she posted about maybe two weeks ago a gif from Three's Company. It was the episode, season two episode, when Chrissy was involved with the married guy Lloyd, portrayed by Dick Sargent. And it was the scene where uh, Jack is leaning, he's in the doorway of the bathroom and he ends up falling backward into the bathroom. It's a really funny little gif. Um, but she still mentions Three's Company on her Instagram page. She's still very close to the character of Chrissy. She also had um, a video posted, I think from TikTok, not sure, maybe YouTube, about a girl uh, doing the Chrissy Snow makeup. Because the Chrissy Snow makeup by, I'd say, 1978, 79, the makeup, you know, she really began to wear more makeup than she did in the early seasons of the show. Well, this girl was doing a tutorial on the Chrissy Snow makeup. So um, she's still very close to that. She's still very close to uh, Chrissy Snow and Three's Company. She definitely hasn't abandoned or walked away from it. And I really admire her for that. Also, um, you know, she enjoys DeWitt. They reconciled on her talk show back in 2012. Of course, she and John Ritter also reconciled. Um, Very glad about all of that having happened. don't know about if she and Joyce still communicate. That's something I would love to know about. Don't know if that's just a one-time um, gathering between the two of them or if they are still in touch today. But um, the character of Chrissy Snow, definitely most unforgettable. And uh, I was so glad to find out all of this information about that character, about the casting and the actresses and just was so glad to be able to, you know, find all this out and I wanted to turn it into an episode. I hadn't planned to do an episode this quickly. I jumped ahead of our schedule. My sister was not involved in this. I think she's going to be kind of surprised to know that I jumped up and did an episode quicker than we had planned to. But after finding all this information out, I wanted to just do it right away. I'm sure she won't mind, but I'm sure she'll be surprised. But I wanted to bring this on to you because if you're a fan of Three's Company like me, you'd want to know about all of this behind the state, the behind the scenes info that I discovered just the other night. Now, as for my introduction to Three's Company, as I've said, as I've said before, I discovered Three's Company when I was in first grade. Um, I ran across their Christmas episode. The episode is titled, actually, um, Three's Christmas. And it aired originally on December the 20th, 1977. I was looking for something to watch on TV, and I ran across Three's Company. Had never heard of it, never seen it before. The episode was probably about five minutes in progress. And I kid you not... When the episode got to um, its commercial break, I said to myself out loud, Ooh, I like this show. And by the time it was over, I was so excited and so fired up to have found a brand new show that I was in love with and crazy about. I ran to the kitchen where my mom was, told her all about Three's Company, about Jack, Janet, and Chrissy, and Mr. and Mrs. Roper, and I was so excited. And interestingly enough, I would introduce her to Three's Company a few months later. She, too, fell in love with the show, particularly John Ritter. Fortunately, she was not, um, and this is not a criticism because, I mean, looking at Three's Company now in 2022, some of that dialogue, some of the stuff that they were on there saying and doing, um, kind of like, hey, wow, little kids were actually watching this stuff. We were really looking at that. But uh, 
you know, so there are a lot of parents out there who didn't want their kids to watch it. So you can, you know, if you talk to, you know, some people in their 50s and you ask them that they watch Three's Company, well, the answer is going to be no, because their parents found it just a little bit too racy. And they found, uh, you know, the, the concept a little bit too racy of a guy living with two girls, although it was totally pl- pl- uh, platonic. Still, uh, there was a lot of really racy innuendo in that show. And you still see it today, you know, watching it years later as a middle-aged adult. But my mom, along with Chris Mann's mom, saw the humor in it, and, you know, they didn't mind us watching it. So that's why we were two of the little kids who were watching it every Tuesday night, week after week. And I am so thankful that my mom was so cool about it. And uh, as for my sister, well, she came in the world watching Three's Company, because when she was born, Three's Company was still on the air. It was in its sixth season. That was when Priscilla Barnes was the blonde on the show. She'd been on the show for a season. And so, yeah, when she came along, Three's Company was already there in the house, in the background on TV every Tuesday night. So she was born into it. I think that the next time I talk about Three's Company or we talk about it, we're going to talk about those other two blonde roommates, Cindy, portrayed by Jenny Lee Harrison, and of course, Terry Alden, portrayed by Priscilla Barnes. There's a lot to tell about the two of them and their time on this show. Again, I know we went into Three's Company back in March, but sometimes it's fun to kind of break it all down a little bit more because there's so much to talk about in regard to that show, so much drama, so much that went on behind the scenes. Sometimes it's better to break it down. Because like I said, the last episode that we did, I think it was too long. And I think that I kind of got boring in parts. Um, And so breaking it down, I think, is just a better way of doing it. But the next time we come to you with Three's Company, yeah, we're going to talk about the other two blonde roommates. We're going to talk about Cindy Snow, Chrissy's cousin, and the beautiful nurse, Terry Alden. But as for today's episode, that's going to do it. Thank you for joining us, as always, for Two Sisters in a TV. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing, rating, reviewing. And above all, thank you so much for listening. We'll have a brand new episode coming up either later this week, over the weekend, or early next week. And until the next episode, we'll see you all then.